0: discussion keeps the world turning
1: this is roundtable
2: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Roundtable. Coming to you from Beijing, I'm He Young. Good as always to have you join us. Today, we gather to discuss an issue of growing importance in contemporary China, the transformation of home-based elderly care. From Shanghai's cutting-edge in-house care services to innovative home renovations across the country, we are set to explore how China is reshaping the living spaces, for its senior citizens and creating a sustainable and inclusive future fueled by the hope of ensuring every senior citizen ages with dignity and independence. And it's that time of the year, the exciting run-up to spring festival. And that means it's the season when companies across China host their annual parties, also known as Nianhui. Are these gatherings just about good cheer and celebrations, or does it hold deeper significance in the corporate hierarchy? For today's program, I'm joined by Josh Cotterell and Xing Yu. First on today's show. China is experiencing a profound demographic shift with a rapidly aging population. The National Bureau of Statistics has it that the number of people aged 60 and above reached 297 million in 2023, representing over 21% of the country's total population. Recognizing that most seniors prefer to spend their golden years in the comfort of their own homes, local governments have proactively launched initiatives to to enhance these living spaces, making them more suitable and accommodating for elderly living. So, Xinyu, mm-hmm. tell us about the policies and guidelines that have been introduced to meet the growing demand for home
0: care services among senior citizens. Yeah, okay. As you said, an increasing number of elderly people, they prefer to be cared for at home. According to the National Health Commission, 90% of the elderly are cared for at home, and 7% rely on community support, while the remaining 3% receive care in institutions. So we can see that home care is quite prevalent in the Chinese context. And in light of this, the country has launched the 14th five-year plan from 2021 to 2025, which is a comprehensive strategic blueprint for the country's economic and social development, um, the Ministry of Civil Affairs and other relevant departments um, they are actively promoting the adaptation and transformation of homes for these elderly individuals facing special difficulties, and the goal is to provide them with convenient indoor mobility, safe toileting and bathing, and also uh, some other. Assistive devices. So, according to this plan, by 2025, support will be provided for the adaptation and transformation of 2 million households with elderly individuals, um, especially those who face difficulties such as advanced age, like the age of over 80, Mm. uh, and also disabilities. And last year in May and October, respectively, the country also released a set of guidelines and also a national standard for at-home care services for the elderly. Mm. As of the end of 2023, China has carried out the renovation of the living environment at home for 1.48 million households for older residents facing financial difficulties. Mm. So we can see that addressing the needs of these elderly people is among the top priorities to pursue high quality development in China.
2: Mm, Indeed. And Josh, when you look at the elderly population in your country, or also maybe in Europe and the U.S. and some of these other places in the world, do you think there is as much of a concern to sort of help folks, uh, seniors in their home, to make their home environment more conducive for elderly living?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I think that there is um, an issue with funding for proper home care services. And uh, when you talk specifically about the home, I think that uh, the U.K., often struggles with this um, because, of course, it, it's quite expensive to renovate these homes and make them usable for people who may have physical disabilities. For example, maybe they're unable to get up and down the stairs, right? Um, I think this is one problem that um, is quite common across the board uh, as people get older. Mm. And actually, these machines that you may need to use in order to get up and down the stairs can be pretty expensive. and um also in the uk actually we have a lot of stairs and steps if you've ever been to the uk you'll see that a lot of our houses um as opposed to being of course there are a lot of apartment blocks in big cities but actually a lot of we have a lot of what are called terraced houses which are very very skinny slim houses often quite cheap relatively speaking um to the market in the uk um and as opposed to sort of being a long flat, they're sort of at the same size, but upward. There may even be like one or two rooms there. Mm. So there's very narrow, steep staircases in a lot of these housing um, areas uh, and in these terrace buildings. And it's quite difficult and expensive to renovate them properly. Um, And a lot of older people, they may have lived in these areas, in these communities their whole lives. So um, it's quite, it's often, there's another question about, you know, When is it right to sort of push an elderly relative or, you know, in a loving way to move into maybe a care home or something like this? This is another issue in the UK as well um, that a lot of families face. So um, it's a tricky one.
2: It's a tricky one indeed. And here in China, actually, it's only in recent years have we sort of witnessed this rapidly aging situation, the demographic shift, Mm -hmm. so to speak. and. I suppose here we're still trying to explore, experiment, and rapidly gaining some experiences Mm -hmm. from what works and what doesn't. And how has the nation addressed its rapidly aging population by adapting living spaces to meet the unique needs of its senior citizens? Well, we see that more than 400 Chinese cities have formulated plans Mm -hmm. to offer integrated elderly care solutions.
0: Yeah, um, I'll just take Shanghai as an example, because Shanghai is currently at a phase of severe aging. Um, According to the Municipal Health Commission of Shanghai, um, by the end of 2022, there were over 5.5 million registered elderly individuals aged 60 and above. So that number accounted for almost 37% of the total population. So it's quite urgent um, to address the needs of these elderly citizens. And for those elderly people living in Shanghai as well, they prefer home-based care. So uh, starting from 2019, Shanghai has been at the forefront of piloting a project of home renovation for these elderly folks. Um, it usually requires an application process and relevant personnel will assess the elderly person's situation and then determine a renovation plan based on their needs. So they've introduced in Chinese uh, what is called yihu So basically means they would offer personalized or individualized plans for each household um, based on these the house condition and also the elderly health condition, lifestyle, etc. And also, after that, they would renovate the house. And what's also interesting is that these eligible elderly individuals, they would receive a maximum of subsidy of 3,000 yuan. So that's around $420. And according to the 2023 Shanghai Government Work Report, a total of 7,715 households with elderly individuals have completed home renovations and also so far Shanghai has provided renovation services for a total of 21,000 households of elderly individuals across the city. That number um, is definitely not enough but I think Shanghai is on its way to first of all address the problem of adapting the home environment for a better care for these elderly people.
1: Yeah, there are also several in house care services that the city is offering for elderly people with chronic diseases living alone or for those people requiring assistance with daily personal care. Um, there's one example I can give you from downtown Shanghai, Longmen Sun neighborhood. And this has been piloting a service for the elderly since 2019 and has served more than 300 elderly people in the area to date, with about 170 currently in service. And across the city, there are more than 3,000 people who've benefited from the service as of August. So, according to the Shanghai Civil Affairs Bureau, in house services come in different categories. The lowest level provides 13 hours of door to door services every month, and it costs 660 yuan, which is about 92 US dollars a month. While the premium one offers a 24 hour service for 8,220 yuan, that's $1,158 a month. And these prices are subsidized by third party organizations um, that provide the healthcare services. Um, Notably, most in-house services, most in-house service users are covered by the government's long-term care insurance pilot program, the LTCI. This was launched in China in 2016 and piloted in Shanghai the same year. Uh, The LTCI is a social insurance scheme for the elderly who are unable to care for themselves. Um, And it's a fund that reimburses 90% Of the expenses incurred by door-to-door services with individuals bearing only 10%. Um, So that's pretty good. And currently, the average age of the LTCI beneficiaries in Shanghai uh, are those above 80 years old.
2: Yes, and we've seen that, um, you know, everybody's situation could be different, socio-economical, etc. And therefore, local governments have devised different care models for the different needs of the elderly.
0: And what do we know about that? Mm, I think apart from home renovations, uh, cities across China, they've also uh, come up with convenient medical services or things like install elevators in old residential buildings, uh, and also build barrier-free facilities and public spaces to serve the elderly and people with disabilities. What stood out to me is that in Suzhou, Jiangsu province in eastern China, some of the homes of the elderly individuals, they are installed with the alarm systems which are connected to the community so that when an elderly person, he or she encounters an emergency, the elderly can press the alarm and it will immediately notify their children and community staff. And after receiving the alarm, the on-duty personnel would come to the house and directly to take prompt action during the critical period to save maybe sometimes save lives so Mm. um, these measures are quite critical in a sense of making sure that the elderly people can have a safer living environment Mm. Mm. yes and having that emergency response
2: system Mm -hmm. in your home of course, with your permission to be installed. And that could be really useful for folks that might, that immediate attention Mm -hmm. when needed. And when it comes to home renovation, when it comes to upgrading one's living space in your own home, what exactly are we talking about? The common facilities, amenities that people are getting assistance with these days?
0: Mm. Well, statistics indicate that for these individuals who are aged 65 and above, the falls are a significant cause of their injuries and sometimes deaths. So experts are recommending that households with these elderly individuals are suggested to install handrails, especially in areas like bathrooms and uh, kitchens and also bedrooms to ensure that they can uh, hold on to something when they get up or sometimes after using the toilet. Because for these elderly people, they could encounter situations such as dizziness and weakness in the legs so these handrails can actually save their lives and also apart from this for seniors with disabilities we have all kinds of assistive facilities that can also alleviate the burden of these caregivers for example Devices like transfer devices um, to move one person from the bed to, let's say, wheelchair and also stair climbers for situations like what Josh said, like in the UK, the houses can have some steep stairs and narrow stairs. Uh, In that cases, I have seen um, some Households, they install like stair climbers to help these elderly people with mobile disabilities. They can move up the stairs and also toilet assist devices and also uh, shower chairs, things like that.
1: Well, I think that Xinyu mentioned a lot of devices and apparatus and facilities that are very useful anywhere in the world for elderly people, of course, uh, assisting with movement i think is the main thing here but another thing i think just to to bridge across to something else from this if we look at some of the issues the biggest issues that are facing elderly people i know that in my own country one of those issues is mental health Mm. Um, specifically things like loneliness um, and not being able to socialize because of course um, if you're not able to move around very well even in your own home you're less and less likely to be moving around and socializing outside of your home, right? Um, You're likely to lose strength and lose motivation. Um, And as you get older, you may have less and less people around you. So I do know that um, one other important facility, although it may not be uh, a piece of apparatus that is very, very useful and very important to elderly people is in care services um, where people actually go in and drop by the home just to check in on these elderly people. And mm. this can be from something, you know, it, it might be a medical issue, but it can be something as simple as just dropping by for a chat um, and uh, just checking in on people and seeing how they're doing. Um, and I think that although this is something quite different, I think this is also something that needs significant investment. Um, and of course, the people doing this uh, often are doing it through charities and things like this. but. Uh, The more salaries that can be paid for this kind of thing, the more likely we are to have it. Yeah. Mm.
0: Actually, while I was studying in UK, I had the chance to take care of a 78-year-old lady who has paralysis. So she basically cannot move her body and her limbs uh, except her head and neck. And my job is to prepare meals and walk the two big dogs and chat with her and sometimes help her with toileting teeth brushing uh, what face washing and also medication so she basically needs 24 hour care at home and uh, we are taking turns to take care of her and so in her house we can see the all of these assistive facilities that i have mentioned that's needed for her and also i think our presence really matters for her in a way that we can also offer company and also emotional comfort. Mm. She has a son and a younger daughter, but... They visit her from time to time. But I think we as caregivers, we are spending much more time than her offspring. And also the government is paying all of the cost of providing these home-based care services for this lady. She doesn't need to pay anything at all. Mm -hmm. And also in the meantime, what I have realized is that not only she's supported by the government, but also how much she needs that um, emotional support from her family. Because whenever her son and daughter come to visit her, the happiness on her face, it just cannot describe how happy she Mm. is. So that's also an important aspect that we should not neglect, especially for those who are the adult children of these elderly people.
1: I think that that's a really amazing experience that you described. And I think that it really must have given you um, some serious insight into how much assistance these people need right because mm. um i think that until you're uh, able to witness that per- somebody in that position or maybe you have a family member um who is unable to to move physically or something like that you see how i mean it's that sounds like quite a serious physical yeah. uh disability mm. right um or quite an, an overall debilitating mm. experience there but i think even something smaller than that or you know if somebody say for example even has an issue with a hip or a leg or a knee or something like that it can still be incredibly debilitating and i think that it seems like it can be quite a a spiral downwards quite quickly for some of these elderly people because it can go very quickly from not being able to walk around for as long as Um, a certain distance and then they get more tired and then it's difficult for them to walk up the stairs and then they start to lose their confidence Mm -hmm. and then things like loneliness and depression set in um, and then they don't want to go out of the house even more Um, and it's it's really it's really quite sad so you know the Mm -hmm. sooner that it's dealt with the better I guess yes Mm -hmm. and
2: actually what you guys just mentioned made me think of at least two quick points one is Well, considering so many Chinese people these days are possibly engaged in living solo and don't seem to be so active and looking for a partner, some people, I Mm -hmm. mean. And, I mean, this is one scenario that now might make you reconsider, should you actively go out and find (laughs) a partner? Um, But, you know... You still don't know if you would be together all those years till the twilight years. That's, that's one thing. Mm. And another thing, well, and also, you know, do you have offspring or whatnot yeah. that's connected to that? And a second thing is the whole thing sounds hugely expensive. So where does yes. the money come from? I think that is a huge challenge for all governments and possibly individuals around the world mm. who are who have this ticking demographic time bomb in front of them, and uh, and it's something to definitely to contemplate. And I am always in favor in looking for lessons, experiences, comparing notes with the situation internationally. In Japan, known for its rapid aging population and innovative approaches to elderly care has implemented several notable upgrades in living spaces to accommodate the needs of the elderly in their country, and I found some really interesting examples. Uh, One is smart homes and robotics, and seeing how popular robotics Mm. can be here in China, maybe there is something that uh, we can trade notes. Uh, Japan has been a leader in integrating technology into homes for the elderly, and this includes smart home systems, that automate lighting, heating, and security, making it easier for seniors to manage their environment. What's more, Japan has been pioneering the uh, use of robotics in elderly care with robots that can assist with tasks such as lifting patients, providing reminders for medication, and even offering companionship. And another idea that, or example, I really like is universal design concepts. Many Japanese homes and public spaces are being redesigned based universal design principles, and this involves creating environments that are accessible and functional for people of all ages and abilities. Features include wider doorways, slip assistant flooring, Mm. handrails in critical areas, ramps instead of stairs, and lower sink and counter heights in kitchens and bathrooms. Also, another fascinating example of Japanese furniture is that They have these very compact and functional furniture designs. Recognizing that many elderly individuals live in smaller spaces, there's this trend towards Compact and multifunctional furniture that maximizes space and usability. And this includes adjustable beds, chairs with lift assistance, and tables that are easily movable or can be adjusted in height. And also, I think this barrier-free living environment concept is so useful for Mm. our society. Um, It could be so good for the elderly as well as the differently abled sidewalks with gentle Slopes, non slip surfaces, and plenty of resting areas are common um, for these um, barrier free living environments, which definitely have this aging population in mind so I think there are a lot of things that society can do companies and designs can be devoted to this cause just look at this growing number of older folks in China and also I think there's a really positive thing that is with um, growing living expectancy and better living standards or whatnot. I mean now 70 is the new 60 maybe <laughs> in the future 80 is the new 60 or whatnot. and um As we can see, China's approach to elderly care is multifaceted, involving home renovations, policy shifts, and community engagement. What remains clear is that the dignity and comfort of the elderly are at the heart of these initiatives. We'll continue to follow these pioneering efforts so that the twilight years are not only golden, but also filled with grace and ease, is what I hope for.